Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hey everybody, Sourdough here. Listen, there's a quick correction before we start the show. Today's guest, the amazing soul singer, Desi Deloro, is going to be telling you about her upcoming gig in Montreal. There's been a date change. She's now performing at the Rosewood on Thursday, July 4th at 9 p.m. Cover charges 10 bucks. So you've been warned. Go check her out. Now let's start the show. Hello, this is Siri and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Greetings, artists and art lovers. Welcome to Not Real Art, the podcast that celebrates the artist-defining contemporary creative culture around the world. I'm your host, Sourdough, and on today's episode, I'm joined by my good friends, Desi and Ricky, the Ew. dynamic husband and wife musical duo fronting the award-winning, world-class, speakeasy soul band they founded, Parlor Social. Hep, hep, guys. Hep, hep. Hey. Happy <laughs> Monday. Doing, I worked all morning on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to get it, I had to get it right. I had to get I it out. It. Did I your research. It. That's right. Well, you know, I try. I try. Well, you know, when, when I love you guys, when I love people the way I love you guys, you know, I got to be prepared. Oh, uh, good to see you. So good to see you guys. Hey. Wow. This is like an exciting Monday morning. Usually my Monday mornings are not this exciting. I know. Yeah. Ours are work-filled. Yeah. Work-filled Monday mornings, lots yeah. to do. It's the beginning of the week, and we we hit the pavement. Yeah, <laughs> right. And figure out what you're doing, catching up over the weekend, and figure out what how to plan your week, what you're doing, and all of that. Yep, sure. All the all the stuff that you you do when you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm guessing as performers, musicians, what have you, your weekends are generally full with gigs. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Friday night, Saturday night. What were you guys up to this weekend? Uh, this weekend performances. We did some. St- we went to studio, recorded some new songs. That we're about to release this summer. Did our last gig in Middle Bar yesterday. Yeah, we had a brunch gig. Yeah, every Sunday. Love Middle Bar it was great. And down in Inglewood for the last year and 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 some change, and we just did our last one yesterday. It was packed. It was fun. All our supporters, so nice. It was great. Great energy. Great vibes. Our musicians came and sat in. It was it was fun. Yeah. Great morning. Yeah. Yeah. Sad yeah. but great. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Not. I mean, it it would be bittersweet. It, anyway yeah right because it's your last gig there for a while yes. but it's extra bitter this time because the place is unfortunately closing yeah. due to gentrification in inglewood because yes. of all the development with the stadium rent and going up yeah yeah rent is skyrocketing so it's like yeah. yeah no time to build and grow in that area it's like it's such a great you know our you know our the community's been coming out and it's 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 been amazing so yeah. it's just sad yeah. to see it go you yeah. know so well, it, remind, say, it reminded me of my of you know back home we right. used to do this type of acoustic broken down yes. stuff you know here in LA where we moved here everything got amplified by ten you know the, sure. the showmanship and the music and you know sounding big and all of that that's the direction we wanted to take but it's it was nice to be able to have that outlet where we could just do 
some acoustic stuff, acoustic you know, step and, out of our comfort zone. And, yeah. No. And just stretch, like take the songs wherever we want it to go. Yeah. So it was really, really cool in that sense. Like really get to stretch, get to improv, get to flip the script on some stuff that we've been doing a long time. So. Well, it was such an intimate yes. venue as well, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I loved about it. It was intimate. You felt, I felt close to you guys because I was literally close to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, it's a small yeah. room, right? Right. Yeah. I prefer it that way too. Yeah. So. Yeah. A nice change from what we do from Parlor Social on the big stage. The big stage. Yes. And boy, you know how to play a big stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The biggest stage so far has been the Hollywood Bowl. That's amazing. I know. That's kind of like one of like, <laughs> when it comes to stages in the world, like that's, that was you, pretty can't, crazy. you can't really beat the Hollywood Bowl. And we were just thinking <laughs> about it. We were just like, where? what was the first show? What was the first venue we went to see a show when we first came to L.A.? And it oh, was yeah. a Hollywood ball. We went to see Earth, Wind, and Fire there. Right. Oh, wow. And back in 2007, I mm -hmm. believe, mm -hmm. summer of 2007. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to be able to play there, for those who don't know, we played we Playboard Jazz Festival last year. 40th year anniversary, 40th right? 40th year yeah. anniversary, yes. correct. And they gave us an early slot, an afternoon slot. Sure. Mm -hmm. And they didn't know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what to expect. They I do mean, now. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but we tore it up. It, Shout it, out to George Lopez for for being so supportive. Oh, He's yeah, been incredible. George Lopez jumped on stage He's at the like end of our set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. so great. He even writes us like, we missed y'all this year on our, our Instagram. IG, I yeah. was like, that's sweet. And we're such fans of his too. Yeah. We love him. We've loved him throughout the years. So yeah. I was like, can't get no better than that. Yeah. It was like so amazing. But how, so how did that even happen though? I mean, that's a huge gig. The oh, this, is, this story is crazy. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So <laughs> throughout the years, okay, no, this, this is how it happened. Herbie Hancock has become a good friend. I could say a good friend. <laughs> Look and at his, you, and you and Herbie hanging out. <laughs> and his daughter. Well, this is how I met his daughter. Okay. So Herbie, I was on tour with Madonna. This was, which tour was this? MDNA or Rebel Heart? One of the tours a couple of years ago. MDNA. MDNA. So that's yes. 2012. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Okay. So. There will be a test at the end of the show. Make yeah, sure we have I can't our dates right. Yeah. So, anyways, I called. I just have. I was like, okay, I want to invite Herbie Hancock to my show with Madonna. So I called the number. I don't know what number I found. That there was a number <laughs> on his website. So I called the number. I said, may I speak <laughs> to Herbie Hancock? <laughs> And this woman picks up. She's like, he's not here at the moment. Who's speaking? I said, my name is Ricky Paja. I've met Herbie a few times. Long story short, I'd love to invite him to my upcoming show with Madonna at uh, Staples Center. Mm -hmm. and, she's like, and she was like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Wow. Coming to find out, that was his daughter, Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> and she's a huge Madonna fan. But she didn't tell me at first. She's just like, was the number to their, to, to their house? I, mean, I don't like, know, her office, I guess. Amazing. I guess, you know, she, she works in his office. That's great. It's the office number. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, number. so it's the yeah. office number. Yeah, so, the family business. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, anyways, I ended up, and when I find out that that's Jessica, I'm like, well, even if he can't make it, would you like to come? Because obviously, you Smart. know, he, he well made it. So she's like, yes, I'd love to come. I'm actually a huge Madonna fan. So I gave, I gave her two tickets. But fast forward to the show. Herbie's my special guest at and Staples Center. And I'm chaperoning Jessica and Herbie. The whole band is freaking out. They're like, what? <laughs> Herbie Hancock is your guest? I bring him backstage, VIP, all the works. We get pictures. 
Desi is chaperoning him because I, I have to get ready yes. for the show. Yes. So, this, so, anyways, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah, let, let this be a lesson to the <laughs> listeners out there, man. You got to create your fate. Yes. I mean, you yes. got to take a risk. You got to yes. reach out. I mean, that could, this story could never have happened. I mean, you took that initiative. Yeah, unbelievable. And to that point, to that point, to wonder. The first time I met Herbie was when I was in university. Mm -hmm. I was living in Montreal. I saw that he was performing at the Blue Note. I literally took a Greyhound bus, went to New York, yeah. stayed at my brother's, went to see Herbie that night, and I met him backstage. Yep. And, ev and then we've been friends since. Well, I want to say friends because... Of course. Yeah, it's friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could call him a yeah, friend. Friends, yes. But it's but every time but I could say that because every time he sees me, he, he recognizes me, he knows me. Exactly. So they shouted out our names at a hotel. That was the freakiest thing on the planet like two years ago. Oh yeah. You want to tell that story? But I'm not done my story. Yeah, Hold keep on. Going. It's crazy. It's just this herby story. So crazy. much goodness here. I love it. It's crazy. Okay, so so we got all the time even, in the world. I don't even remember the question. But anyway, so she came to the show with her. So they came to the show. Yada 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 yada. Fast forward within that year, Ricky finishes the tour. Oh, okay, and yeah. Then but here's my other Herbie story. It was an after party to something. I think it was after party to that. Yeah, it was after party to that show. Herbie comes to the after party. The Madonna show after party with me. So he's my guest there. <laughs> Madonna, I, I'd like to introduce you to my yeah. friend. I did. I swear. <laughs> I said, Madonna, <laughs> Madonna, I would like to introduce you to Herbie Haycock. So Herbie was there. Jessica was there. They both met Madonna and all, the, and all that stuff. And funny thing is, I, I, I kind of claim this. Herbie came out with a memoir and he mentions Madonna in that memoir. And I, I kind of want to claim that. You mentioned Madonna in the memoir. By the way, I think you can claim that. Mm, yeah, you can. So, so anyways, so that's my Herbie story. So, okay, so back to your question, how did that happen, yeah. Hollywood Bowl? Yeah. We invited Jessica to um, one the of Edison. our shows at the Edison, downtown LA. Love the Edison. We I had my 40th birthday party at the Edison. Awesome <laughs> place. Awesome place. So we've, cool, right? We've done so many shows there, and we've done uh, two New Year's Eve uh, oh, shows nice. there. Yeah, yeah great place. Yes. So anyways, one of the shows, I invited Jessica. She came over with her friends. She sat down. She was having a great time with her friends, all of that. At the end of the, at the, end of the first set, she was sitting there. She was like, you guys are great. I'd love to see if I can get you into the Hollywood Bowl. My, I'm good friends with the booker that I guess, you know, I think Herbie has a huge place. There. I think they're on the board. They're on the board. Oh, so sure. Yeah, board, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that happened, I think it was 2015. Yes. 2015. Yeah. So it was too late for that next year to get us in the Hollywood Bowl. But unexpectedly, I got an email for the year after. It was January, I think. And we got the email. We'd love to have you at this year's edition of the uh, Playboy Jazz Festival. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And I was in Montreal. I was staying with my dad. Uh, we were back home back then. And I was staying. We were visiting. And I was in my room. I saw the email. I freaked out because my dad, I grew up. My dad is a musician. He's mm -hmm. a musician. I grew up watching my dad play vhs shows of hollywood bowl performers so i already knew not hollywood Bowl, but playboy jazz fest right so i already knew about the legacy of playboy jazz sure, fest sure sure so to to be able to, to just run down the stairs and tell my dad you know oh my god we just got asked to play at the playboy jazz festival that mm. was what a gift that was that was amazing wow. so that's the story behind us Playing at the Playboy Jazz Fest. Yeah. Okay. That was a. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was. It's, it's a pretty. So, story. Yeah, sorry. Thank Des, you, can, can you top that, Des? You got, you got, you got something Well, better? the only story that tops it is that us being in Vegas and then oh, Kirby yeah. and, and Jessica yelling surreal. out our names. Oh, 
So we're walking. Desi, so, Ricky. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> yeah. Oh so gosh. we're walking past the slots. You know what I'm saying? I had a show with, I can't remember. Oh, it was. It was, it yeah, was a it Billboard was Madonna. Awards with Billboard Madonna. Awards. We had just done we a Prince town. tribute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm performing with Madonna. So at the end of the night, we were walking through one of the cas- casinos. I think it was MGM or something. Yeah, and total fluke that Herbie and Jessica and we hear in the Bessie, family was Ricky. there. I was like, I'm about to drop like, dead. I can't even believe that they, like, I just can't. This yeah. is, like, surreal. <laughs> and as I walked away after we spoke to them, I said, can you believe, like, can you believe this? I just can't believe it. And it's funny because you've had some situations with the people you've connected with throughout the years. Benjamin Wright's another freaky story. Oh, yeah. Another. I don't know if we have time for that story, but Wait, Benjamin man, this Wright. This is long form, baby. This is podcast. There's, there's, there's no one's... But again, it's, I mean, it goes back to your story of your. You don't your, take risks and you don't. Well, taking risks and also taking, taking control of your own destiny. Right. You got to make your, your own. Yes. Create your fate. Mm-hmm. I've always been like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Desi brings up Benjamin Wright. Benjamin Wright is an, an incredible orchestrator. He's, he's, he's written strings and horns orchestration for Michael Jackson, Off the Wall album, Justin Outcast. Timberlake's, all of his albums. Outkast. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. El DeBarge. I mean, you name it. Raphael Sadiq. So anyways. Yeah, it goes I, on. I, wow, heavy, heavy, heavyweight. I've grown, I, I grew up listening to classical music and playing classical music, being around orchestras and chamber music and choirs. And it's significant stuff like... That's him. Keep on if you want. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, genius. Brilliance. Yeah. Total brilliance. So I'm listening to all this stuff and I've come to realize this. it's the same guy writing all this stuff right. this guy benjamin wright so wow. i looked him up saw a phone number <laughs> there's that phone number again <laughs> i called the number and this is back in 2006 yeah i called him up <laughs> hi may i speak to benjamin wright <laughs> he's like this is he i'm like oh wow he picked up um, um, oh. <laughs> so i'm so I'm, I'm i just wanted to reach out and I've been listening to your work, and I'm. A, by the way, my name is Ricky Pajo. I'm currently on tour with Cirque du Soleil, and I'm hoping I'm one day I get to meet you. You know, something of the sort. I said, but he was very. I'm expecting him to say, "Man, don't waste my time." Yeah. He was very nice. He was like, "Oh, thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. God bless you." And this and that. Fast forward 2008 or nine after we moved to LA, something like that. 10, 2010. 2010. I get a call to do a church gig from uh, our bass player at the time. Cool. All right. Where's the church? All right. Cool. Lakeview Terrace. All right. Cool. I'm going up there. I'm playing in service. Cool. Playing piano, obviously. The band is playing. Then I hear someone jumped on. I hear some organ. Someone jumped on the organ behind me. So I turn around and it's Benjamin Wright. He didn't know, though. He, did, he only found out after you got. Like the service was over and you were outside. No, in the I lobby. knew it was him. I turned around. I saw yeah, but he him. He didn't know you. He didn't know you. No, he didn't You're know right. me. That's right. No, he didn't know me. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I turned around. I, I'm like, this is ben- it's Benjamin <laughs> right, right behind me. I couldn't believe it. This is church. And I'm like, oh my God. It's a miracle. So he's playing B3. And then at the end of service, I get, you know, I, I'm like, I don't know if you remember me calling, but I'm Ricky Pajo. I spoke to you on the phone. 
Benjamin Wright has become my mentor ever since. Mm -hmm. I just spoke to him yesterday. Mm -hmm. I said, I got to come see you. I'm about to go on tour. Serendipity, right? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And the coolest thing is that I was able to get Benjamin to write a string orchestration on one of our songs. Two. Um, one unreleased that we have featured Teddy Riley. Mm-hmm. That's oh, not a, yeah. which oh. that was a freak, sir. That's a whole other. <laughs> oh, jeez, I got so no, many. No, we have so like many. This. We do, but but the other thing, the other freaky story was the Stevie Wonder introducing us at KJLH because that was a last minute gig right. to promote our production show that we did last year at the Miracle Theater in Inglewood. Mm -hmm. Sold out. <clears throat> it was that was a sold out gig? It wasn't was. That? It was. Yeah. A, it was a yeah. pretty packed house that yeah. night. <sighs> My gosh. We didn't expect it. I had no idea. I'm such a Stevie fan. I grew up like worshiping the ground that Stevie. I mean, if you're not on. a Stevie fan, you're dead inside. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, I almost dropped on stage. I said, if there's anyone that can make me pass out or freak or like pee my pants, <laughs> it would be Stevie. Yeah. And I am cheesing the entire time. That video, I'm like, I still like get like stomach <laughs> stuff happening every time i see it i could not believe it i was like oh my gosh this is stevie like so these moments these serendipitous moments that we've been having like i'm like this is crazy like so i yeah i think we should do more of it because we don't do more of that these days oh i do it all the time <clears throat> put it out there i need yeah. to put it out I've, there i've always more been more like that because I, I think ever since my college years yeah power of attraction yep always been like that mm -hmm. that's that's so underrated and then to see that they came out with a book about it, i mean i'm sure there was books before about it but well to yeah. see that it was a whole yeah. phenomenon a couple of years ago when that movie came out the secret yeah i was like yeah i've been doing that yeah mm, you know what i'm saying there, well right? i'm a big i mean i'm a big you know these things are called they're different words yeah. to describe this right yeah. one of the words that i've used over the years is visualization it's like if you can visualize yeah sort of what that's what it what is you want visualizing or, you know you see it because you can't if you can't see it you can't yeah, do exactly. it exactly that's right? funny that you bring that up because hollywood bowl back to that desi had desi was on stage near but i had done it i had done it before you know seeing with wind and fire and all of that but desi was on stage in 2017 performing with performing miles mosley singing, background, singing vocals. background vocals and mm -hmm. i'm on and I'm, I'm you know i'm in the bleachers watching yeah and i was totally and visualizing I told her, that day. i told her what i'm doing yeah. and i said you do it also backstage i said put yourself in a position put visualize us being backstage about to go on stage with our band and i was doing the same thing yep. while i was watching her totally and lo and behold the day the year yeah. the year after we were on that stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so, I mean, it's for the people who are listening, God damn it. Pick up a book, read about this shit yeah. because it's, it's powerful. Yeah. You know, this idea of, of being open vision, being able to visualize attraction, yeah. attract to the kind of energy, you know, putting out good energy, you, you get in good energy back. Right. So many of these things are so damn true. I mean, and, and not that it always works, but it certainly won't work if you don't do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We already Just have our visualization for, I do, anyways, for 2020. Well, let's so go there. Like, let's go there. What's, uh, what are we visualizing for 2020? Visualizing a big booking agent, song placements, big song placements for our music. Yep, yep. And touring all the festivals in 2020. Mm-hmm. 
putting it out there. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been putting it out there. Like this entire, like, I'm like, okay. Well, you're already gonna go on tour. We're going to set up yeah. some shops, like set up shop in different cities. Yeah. We, you know, we got it, those dates coming. So. And you're, I mean, it, the stew, uh, the universe is, is stirring the pot yeah. as we speak, right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys have, you came today. Uh, we've been wanting to do this for a while yes. anyway, mm-hmm. but um, I know we have some exciting news, yeah. uh, breaking news here mm-hmm. that yeah. we'll talk about when you guys are ready, but, um, but it's all happening. Yeah, yeah. It's all happening. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one thing, yes, visualize it, but you also have to be smart about how to, plan. to go about it, too. Yeah. You got to have a strategy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't have a strategy, you don't have anything. You yep. can't just visualize and say, I want this, That's and right. not work towards it. Right. You That's have to right. work towards it. You got to be smart about it. You got to know what pieces of the puzzle you, you have to put in place in order to finish your puzzle, in, to, in order to make it happen. Right. Yep. Um, and by the way, I just want to comment, because... Yes, you have to have a strategy and all that thing, but but you better be prepared. Yeah. Oh yeah. You better be. I mean, because you guys, you worked your whole life. Yeah. I mean, you your music has been your life from yeah. day one. Yeah. And, and you know, it's great that you met uh, Herbie, and it's great that you met Stevie, and you know these yeah. great uh, people. But it wouldn't matter if you weren't prepared. Yeah. Right. But you you had the goods. And you I, don't, back I don't. It up. I don't like the word luck. I don't. I'm not fond of the word luck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You got to prepare for it. You yep. got to prepare for the opportunity. You got to you put put yourself in a position. Well, what's the old saying? Uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. Right. Something exactly. like that. You know, yeah. Make exactly. Your own luck. Yes. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Even since, you know, my dad asked me, I think I was 16 or 17 years old. He said, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do when, when you grow up? What'd you say? I said, I want to be able, I want to tour the world playing, playing music. I want to be an internationally known musician. Those were my, those were my exact words. Well, from where I'm sitting and from what I've read, you've done that. You've accomplished it. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Yes. I'm going I'm about to go on my fourth world tour with Madonna. That within itself is crazy. Four mm-hmm. times. Four world tours. That's crazy. So how did you and Madonna hook up originally? Like how did that How did we hook up? Her MD. I had met he was MD for me, Justin me, Timberlake. For, for the non believers out there, uh, music MD is music director. Music director. Yeah, music director. Yeah. Um, music director. Yeah, got it. I had met him uh, while I was on the road. Well, Desi and I were on the road with Cirque du Soleil. We were doing an arena tour called Delirium. We performed at the Staples Center September 2016 for like two weeks or something. 2006. 2006. Jesus, my God. See, you guys have done so much. It's unbelievable. Cirque du Soleil. Mm -hmm. We got to talk about that too, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, one of the shows in Florida, I think, I believe it was St. Petersburg, Kevin, I was already a fan. I'm a huge fan of Justin. That was actually my dream gig. I was watching Justin Timberlake shows every morning before going to school. Oh, it yeah. was Tampa. I remember that. It was Tampa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Clearwater. I was watching, you know, when I was in Montreal, I was watching Justin Timberlake. Um, they had done a, a House of Blues, or was it B.B. King or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Memphis. And it was just, it wasn't the big stage. It was, you know, raw energy. And he, they used to do these shows post arena show they, they do like an after show show mm. and one of them was was televised and i had it on vhs i watched it every single morning yeah studied it who's the musician who's the band oh who's the drummer philip fish for uh philip, philip fisher. fisher for those who don't know philip fisher he's the drummer of fishbone oh boy so Come that's on. another story. The drummer, actually. <laughs> the dr- drummer and creator of Fish. Yeah, right. Yes, Fish that's Bone. another story. I'll make that story short. <laughs> I met Fish. Fish came to our show at Cirque du Soleil. Comes back the next day to soundcheck. He's like, yo, I'd love to be part of your show. I'd love to be on your show. 
So the year after, I got I was able to hire him, and he came on tour with Cirque du Soleil That's with crazy. us. Crazy. <laughs> He's a really good friend too. So, anyways, so 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 he was in Justin's band. So back to uh, Madonna's MD. So so Justin's MD, Kevin Antunes, got the Madonna gig, and right when I finished my contract with with Cirque du Soleil. I moved to LA. Desi's still under contract. She had another three months left. Mm-hmm. I'm here in LA by myself. I'm hanging out. I uh, I go to the Nam show. I'm hanging out with a bunch of people. Actually, Kevin Antunes was there. Uh, Morris Hayes, who who is Prince's MD mm-hmm. uh, for the MPG, mm-hmm. he's another one who becomes a great mentor of mine and friend. Mm-hmm. So I'm hanging out with them. And I, anyways, fast forward three months after I moved to LA, I get a call. Hey, you play accordion? I get a call from Kevin. Hey, you play accordion, right? I said, yes. I said, how'd you know? Because I didn't put it on my MySpace. That was MySpace back then. <laughs> right. He saw you on Cirque. <laughs> he saw me on Cirque, but I didn't, I didn't put it out there because I didn't want to you know, mess up my street cred. Of course, of so course. He's like, yeah, so how'd you know? He's like, yeah, I remember seeing you. He's like, well, what I have for you is going to be very interesting. I'm like, what is it? He's like, um, Madonna tour. He said, you want to go on tour with Madonna? I said, yes. Yeah. So that's how I got the Madonna tour. Yeah. Because you play accordion. Because I play accordion. Uh, let's emphasize this for a moment. <laughs> yes. You know? And yeah. I just happened to start playing accordion because uh, Cirque du Soleil had... Tango. They had the tangos, some tangled songs. Right, there was right, two songs right. that had accordion. And I, I went to the, to the uh, creative director. I said, if you guys pay me a couple lessons accordion, I'll play it. So that's how I started playing accordion. And... It's been nothing but fun ever since. Trip. Rick, I have to ask. I mean, I have to point out that if accordion got you Madonna, what is the kazoo going to get you? Because <laughs> because I don't know if, I mean, I, I noticed on your IG the other day, like yes. you posted some killer yeah. some kazooing. Killer skills. <laughs> killer the kazoo skills. skills, man. On front of my skills. <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything on this. I mean, but that's, but, you know, You're going to make the kazoo... But that's what it is. It's just having fun with stuff that's unconventional. It's like, come on, let's let's put it in there. She gives me the look all the time. I just ignore it. Whenever we bust out the kazoo, I'm like, yo, this calls for kazoo. Come on, let's do it. I I will say, it's a trip. It used to be a trip seeing Ricky on stage in full on hip hop gear, this young fella with an accordion. And we had so many jokes. At the time, mm-hmm. at Cirque, it was like <laughs> full on Sean John, like from head to toe, cap. I was like sneakers. Not His knowing sneaker that it would lead me to a Madonna tour. Up. I was like, yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> so it's a, you know, but, it, you know, I guess if you want to take a lesson out of this, it's just create your own lane. Be unique. Don't, yes, don't try to be it. a carbon and copy of somebody else. to do something differentiate. different. Yes. The one thing that impresses me about Ricky is that he's always pushing the envelope. Yes. Even if he doesn't know something, he'll learn it. Like, I'm like, I am not that person. And by the way, that is that comes to life and is personified and manifests in what you guys are doing with Parlor mm-hmm. Social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Parlor Social is so fresh and unique. Thank you. And, yeah. and, the, and the reason, and that also, the reason... I allowed, for me anyways, as a producer, I allowed myself to put my, to um, create that type of music is because of people like Herbie Hancock, mm. who's always pushed the envelope. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, he's always at the forefront of what was new and fresh. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's a jazz musician that came up with Rocket. Like Rocket <laughs> is a classic 
I used to break dance to rock it, man. That was my song. So, you know, to, to, and I admire musicians like that, you know, Miles Davis, all those guys who just forget what they get, forget what the others are saying, forget what about the squares. This is what, yeah. this is what I want to do. Look, somebody told me a long time ago in a totally different context, right? We, I was trying to do a business deal with, with this other company and the guy, and I was a young dude. I was like 28. This guy I was talking to was probably, you know, I don't know, fifties or something, yeah. whatever. Many years, my senior at the time, and I'll never forget it. He said to me, he goes, look, I don't care how big your company is, your small, your company, you know, anything. I only care about one thing. And I'm like, well, what's that? He's like, what can you do for me that no one can else can do in the world? What's the one thing that your company can provide me, exactly. give me that no other company can give me in the world? Exactly. And that gets to your point about being unique mm -hmm. and differentiating and a special and creating your own lane. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. As long as you're doing what's true to your heart. Yeah. Just do it. Totally. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to copy anybody else. And, and at the end of the day, you got to make yourself happy. You got to make your, you got to challenge yourself and make yourself happy and be proud of what you're doing. Well, somebody I was, uh, and I've always believed this, but who was I, I was listening to some podcast the other, the other day or something. Somebody was talking about, you know what? The reward is the process. Mm. Like, like yeah. the process has to be the reward. Yeah. Like, you know, enjoying the process, enjoying exactly. the journey, enjoying. The journey, yeah. 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 No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a harder sell. Because 100%. we're doing something completely out, yep. you know, out there. But once people get locked in, then they're like, yeah, this is different. This is, like we said, Playboy Jazz Festival, those people that hadn't known about us, we still get people, like, reaching out to us. Last week was, you know, they had the Playboy Jazz Festival this year. Yes. Last weekend. Yes. People thought we were performing. And they're like, we really missed you guys this year. Like, you guys really set it off last year like that that shook up some things for 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 you know everybody that was out there it was crazy yeah we never heard or seen anything like this so they're like how were you guys not back they were shocked and disappointed yeah like, they were they and it's yeah. crazy and even george was on the radio talking about us last week as well so it's mm -hmm. like he went on the radio twice and on 94 7 the wave pat prescott and him kept talking about us throughout the month yeah. and i was like the fact that we left an impact is incredible. Yeah. And, and they're still talking about it a year later. And they're still talking about it. So, and we actually got a mention in the program also yeah. this year. Um, It's my face and Jasmine Sullivan, like yeah. big on the, the in the program this year. So, so I was like, wow. So please tell me you're on uh, the program for next year. Well, well that's what we're manifesting yeah, for so next year because so we got plan, new music. So the plan right now, so the plan right now is, uh, this is the big news. Okay. Uh, so By the way, is yeah. there a drum roll? Do we have a drum roll? Hello. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, Mike. All right, listeners, we have some we have some world breaking news right now. This is this is a first for Not Real Art. I'm honored to to be the podcast uh, to break this news. This is why we're here to celebrate creative culture and the leaders and the and, and the artists that are driving it around the world. And uh, this is so damn exciting. Uh, so let's hear it, Rick. Well, that's pretty hyped up. But anyways, <laughs> um, that's like a big... <laughs> I don't want to disappoint <laughs> now. But anyways, part of social is going on tour. This mm -hmm. is the reason why we kind of held back on doing um, sure. the podcast yeah. because I wanted to have. I knew I was working on this. Yes, and it's you to it's solidify. It's it, coming right? together. Mm -hmm. So along this fall, uh, we're going to do a uh, North American tour where we have new york booked september 27th chicago september 27th in new york at Ginny's. we have october 25th booked in chicago mm -hmm. 
at Untitled. And I hear it's an amazing My place. buddy is one of the owners of Untitled. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the second person that has a relation to someone at Untitled. That's oh my how God, I got that's the That's amazing. Yeah, my, bu- my buddy, Yoga Sharda. Wow. He's one of the like 25 owners or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a beautiful amazing. place. Yes. It's a great it makes venue. me think of the Edison. I'm going to, yes, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to manifest this because I still haven't <laughs> talked to my boss, AKA my wife. <laughs> I want to be there because I'm from Chicago. I grew up, you know, right, in the that's true. Oh, and right. I want to be there for that show. October so I'm going to manifest, I'm gonna manifest that right now. Yeah. That would be amazing. And it's crazy thing. Like there's two members out of our band here mm-hmm. who are from Chicago and they're like, shoot, we'll come. We'll come because what nice. we do guys is, are jumping you know, we don't have now. the budget to fly in musicians right. everywhere. Right. Right. So we get local, um, local musicians, yes. mm-hmm. but those, the, the guys are willing to come because it's their hometown. So it's like, it's going to be a whole family. And reunion. by the way, not, not to be presumptuous, but if you need some players, some other players to fill uh-huh. out the gaps, let me know. Cause oh, okay. I got some, I got some folks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, I, we've been wanting to play Chicago. We know Chicago's gonna love what we do. Oh God, yeah, yeah. hell They're yeah. gonna love what we do. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, Wonderful, man. Um, so, so that's October 25th. October 25th, yep. and I'm working on other markets. LA is gonna be uh, mid-November, okay. and I'm working on Philly mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. possibly some other markets. That you know, I don't want to put it out there yet, but definitely like other markets are coming. And then next year, we're gonna do London. We're gonna do Paris, and yeah, that'll be part of social's first tour oh man and yeah yeah, we're yeah we're really excited about this and we're coming out with new music Mm -hmm. oh yeah some new music very exciting times we've been working hard it's all coming together and like desi said all we need is a booking agent now (laughs) put it out there people i'm tired of doing this by myself (laughs) y'all it's these are complicated deals man (laughs) yeah you can't concentrate on your art when you're trying to be be a logistics coordinator yeah it's and you know booking agents is like it's a matter of time because people have been on the sidelines kind of looking at us and yeah yeah and and we smashed the festival i swear to god playboy we smashed so hard so i was like it's just a matter of time. We know. Totally. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I also want to, I also, because I know a lot of your listeners are, uh, you know, independent, yep, you know, yep, artists. Yep. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Fuck no, it's not it's easy. It's not easy. Especially going right. back, you know, we, we, we're talking about the, the glory of doing, having your own identity, being unique. But that's a gift and a curse because at the same time, our issue is that people have been looking at us and like, oh, there's, there's nothing else out there like that. It's great. But I don't know how to market. That's I don't right. know how to sell you guys we uh, man if i had a court every time i heard that i'd be mm-hmm. rich by now yeah right which and is I'm, I, and every time i hear it now i just like okay just turn the page i don't even it doesn't even phase me anymore it's so funny because people say that and in the same breath they'll say well kind of like you know what amy winehouse did with her album was conceptual and chanel monet and i was like well they certainly hit you yeah know, exactly yeah. the fact they, that you mentioned yeah. them you know what i'm saying so i was like I just think that the powers that be are afraid nowadays to take chances on uh, Everyone's people trying like to save what their we're job. doing. They're right. trying to save their jobs, so they just go with the Big Macs. We've been putting out Big Macs. We're going to keep putting out the Big Macs. That's yeah. right. Although they can get that much more with what we're doing. But uh, there are a lot of people that say that once people you, you get this out there, it has the potential to be yeah. potentially big. And for so for our listeners, yeah. right? I think it's this is a good time to yeah. read this great line of, uh-huh. from your official bio, okay. right? That describes Parlor Social. I love this. Right, it says, right. if Cab Calloway, <laughs> right. 
outcast mm-hmm. and Lauren Hill would have a love child, it would sound like Parlor Social. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's who doesn't fucking want to listen to that? <laughs> this, that's what it is. It's basically, you know, we're, we're taking what Cab and all the guys did back in the 30s, 20s, 30s, you know, in Harlem Renaissance and bringing it to the 21st century. This, you know, like Outcast is always, has always been progressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what we love about them. Yep. And you add on to that, Lauren Hill, you know, a lot of people hear Lauren Hill when they hear Desi the same, you know, yep. you know phrasing yeah. and soulfulness. Yeah. But Desi adds, you know, some scatting and some jazziness yeah, yeah, right. to it too. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the best description. But at the same time, our challenge right now, well, going back to the point that I was making now, you know, nowadays, you know, uh, people are, it's hard. It's hard for, you know, to get the attention of the big money makers industry yep. because everyone is scared. Yep. But at the same time, as independent artists right now, we're living a great time where we have platforms where we don't have to wait for them. That's right. We to, go straight to the people. We yeah. go straight to the people with social media. So yeah. use your social media. The other side of that. So oh. use, use your platform that are, that are available to you. And I right. know... Not a lot of people embrace social media. Yeah, you have to. But you, you know, you have to. Yeah. You have to. It's a tool. You yeah. don't have to be on it 24-7. Yeah. You don't have to be posting every hour. You don't have to do all of that. But use the tool to get your work out there. Yes. Because you wouldn't be, believe the amount of people who get discovered. Musicians alone getting discovered on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. It's, not even, it's not even like what you've done is, oh, you sounded great on that YouTube video. Come on tour with me. Yeah. That's what's crazy about yeah. it now. Justin Bieber got exactly. discovered because of a video right. he posted exactly. on YouTube. But exactly. I will right. say the other side to that and the other is that as a female front woman, mm. we live in a different time where it's like the insta the new Instagram format of what female singers, entertainers, how you have to sell yourself. That's the bad part of because I'm not that singer that's like stripped down. But that's always been like that, though. But even like that's selling changing. Looks, looks like half naked. But on even Instagram. that's changing, though. It, it's somewhat. Look but at, it's look still. At, um, what's her name? Liza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liza. Yeah. Good examples that she's pushing. Yes. She's a great singer. I don't she know if is. you ever heard of Liza. She <laughs> yeah. has a few couple of hit songs now. Yeah. New artist. I mean, it's refreshing to see that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, I, I, I mean, what do I know? But I, I, I would argue that there is a very large segment of certainly the American marketplace, if not the global, well, certainly the global, that is hungry, is starving mm-hmm. for smart, rich, you know, uh, beautiful, uh, in, uh, intelligent uh, entertainment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That yeah, you guys absolutely. bring and that other artists bring. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, um, um, on a whole, they sell you this. Yeah, right. So if you yeah. keep seeing this. Right. This is what, and see, the, the, this is how you should portray yourself, or this how you should sound, or yeah. this how she should yeah. look, and this is, you know, and that's the the the, the hard part. Yeah, the, the the musical part and the the image, and the, that's all naturally comes from us. That's easy. It's selling it on a whole, like yeah. to these people that are like, "Come on, man." Like, well, and then when you, you know. make it, everybody acts like they they saw it coming. Right. Or that they, you know, everyone's like, going to claim it. Yeah, right. It's like, and it's funny because we know we, we know people that have been in our corner from the beginning that we know, Actually like people it. like you and people like a few that are like diehard. Like we know, like, yeah, people are crazy. Like once this hits, 
it's gonna be huge and we that's why we keep pushing so hard like the grind has been the struggle has been real to your point yeah. i i actually wrote a i actually wrote a post on ig this is may 22nd i just picked i just pulled it out again people like to say pay attention to those who don't clap when you're winning i actually like to pay attention to those who only start paying attention when you start winning yeah you see what i'm saying yes 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 to, your, to the point yes, that you just right. made that's right you know what i'm saying that's right so that's yeah, right. Everyone's well, going to claim it's, it. It's you know in the in the sports uh, arena, right? They they're they're called fair weather fans, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, and you know the diehard <laughs> fans, the ones that are sitting out there in the rain or whatever, right? Because for the love of the game, the love of the team, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, it's a bell curve, right? I mean, eighty percent of the entertainment out there is going to appeal to you know in the mass market or whatever. It's going to be bubble gum. It's going to be it's going to be yeah. kind of you know. But when it comes to blazing a new trail with with intelligent unique uh art forms that are uh, hard to explain it's right. just going to be it's going to be an uphill battle yeah. it's just you know yeah. but yeah. the view is going to be fantastic when oh, you right, get right. there yeah. correct yeah. that is so true yeah and we know that we feel it in our our gut our yeah. bones otherwise we wouldn't you know well, you guys are artists artists i mean you know like like this there you know this word artist gets thrown around a lot and i use artists in the biggest broadest sense mm-hmm. like i you know i call myself an artist but you know that's again a big broad uh, the idea you know, but but then there are artists who, I, you know, you're an artist artist. I mean, like, it's like a whole nother level, right, of, right. of artistry. Yeah. And, you know, lifelong, you know, cra- you know, you guys aren't. Oh, t- dedicated. You know, you, like, what, what's, that book, what's that book about 10,000 hours? You know, no, you guys are like 40,000 hours right. or whatever, right? right. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't have day jobs and I refuse to get mm-hmm. a day job. It's we, all on the line. We've, I mean, when it's all said and done, I'll, you know, I'll reveal what's, what we've been going through this last year, <sighs> but we don't have day jobs. And I refuse, she, she said it a couple of times. She's like, I, you know, let me go work at Starbucks or something. I said, no. And I'm not saying everyone should think like that. Yeah. I'm just saying that's how I feel. Yeah. Music art in itself. We should, there's so many components. To of, what we do. Of, to what we do mm-hmm. that we're. We should be able to 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 make a living, even if it's not being a life performer. There's there's always you could teach. Yes. You could yes. you could you could you know write charts yes. for somebody yes. else. Yes. You could you could you know you could do you could. There's so many things that we could do with the t- with the trades with yes. the skills that yes. we have. Yes. So I refuse to say I'm going to get a day job to pay to no. Uh, this is what we're doing. This is this is it. Yep. So this is why we're so dedicated to what we're doing because. We believe in it so much. And I honestly think that I didn't come this far to only come this far, like the same. That's yeah, right. That's, that's a good, good. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Good point. It's funny because it, which makes me think of a dream I had. It's that, that night we both woke up and both dreamt of my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom passed away in 09. And I remember in 08, like I said, in 08, I moved to, I moved to LA first in 08. And my mom... My mom had all the confidence in the world in me because she knew how determined I was. You know, her child is moving like cross, you know, cross continent. Yes. You know, but she, she had all the confidence in me anyways. So I, 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 woke, I wake up one morning, I think it was like maybe three years ago. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. We both wake up the same morning. And no, we actually both, had the dream first. So I was awake already. And, and I then like, I wake That's up. That's an odd dream. I was like. But the, the the day before, the question we were asking ourselves is like, we okay, we move back to Montreal. We move back, pack our stuff up in the car, and just it has go not back been home. easy. 
It's a dark day. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it has not been easy. Yeah. Anyways, um, I have the dream. I wake up. I'm like, I, I had he a dream. He wakes up half an hour after me in like a shock. And I was like, what? He's like, I just dreamt of your mother. I said, funny thing is I was, I've been up wow. and seeing you stir and wrestle and going like, what's going on? I had the dream. So I, I honestly think it was a visitation to both of us like within a half hour. But but I what, swear it was but, crazy. what happens in my dream is my um, I was sitting on my couch um, back home. I see my mom there. First of all, I never dreamt of my mom where she actually spoke to me. This is the first time she spoke to me in my dream. Wow. And I guess she knew what I was going through, what we were going through, and we wanted to go back to Montreal. And she tells me in my dream, don't leave L.A. before achieving your goal. Crazy. You went there to achieve a goal. Don't leave. And boom, I wake I know, up. Dude, crazy. I have goosebumps. It was crazy. It was it was it was it was crazy. It's, and and it's so funny because my dream was a dream that I was at bed bath and beyond with her. Mm. She wasn't saying anything but moving slowly with a cart and putting stuff in the cart. She was filling filling it up. Mm-hmm. So my interpretation of that was that we're gonna be all right. Yeah, right. You're going to be all right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm yeah, making yeah, sure yeah, that yeah, you guys yeah. are going to be all right. I'm taking care of you now. Right. I'm, I'm getting stuff for you guys. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was mine. She was yeah. filling my cart wow. with stuff wow. that we needed. Mm. It was so powerful. I was like, we had a visitation. That was crazy. That's, yeah. So, I mean, but you know, it hasn't been, it's been, we've, it's been a struggle, but the struggle has been real. Like it's, it's like, it's, we have our it hasn't great us. moments. But, you know, once we have those struggles, from that point on, I, this year, has been rough. Like, October 2018, one of the hardest months. Wow. And then I started meditating, like, hypnosis, like, power of meditation through hypnosis, like, the power of law of attraction and positivity. So, filling myself up. Yes. I've been a changed person since. I can honestly say it's been, it's turned our lives around completely Um, from october 2018 to now i mean it's been a blessing so i was like you got to keep feeding yourself positivity keep feeding each other positivity some days are good some days are bad but you gotta you know we're two in it so it it makes it a lot easier yeah because you're one of the because one of the fantasies and the myths when when you have dark days like that right it's easy you're so vulnerable you're so at risk, so to speak, right? That it's mm-hmm. easy to believe that that the grass is greener over here or that if I just do that, it'll be it's all bullshit. Yes. You know, like yep. like like there are so many people in this world right now who thought their white collar job was safe from automation or safe from technology oh, or yeah. what have you. Like like security, you know, like it's Shop just security is out the myth. window. It's a mm-hmm. fantasy. Yeah. It never existed to begin with, let alone, you know. Maybe it existed in the fifties for like a minute. You yeah. know what I mean? Like for yeah. a lucky part of the post World War II generation who collected a pension, right? You know, but the reality is, uh, you, you know, everything is 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 a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, if it's if it's, I think if if it's, it sounds cliche, but if anything worthwhile is a struggle, yeah, yeah exactly. True. Yes, yeah. that's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, you got to sacrifice. You got to put in the work and sacrifice. In order to reap the benefits. But Des, I don't want to gla- glaze over the fact that you said that uh, mm-hmm. meditation is helping you. Mm-hmm. You know, I bring it up specifically uh, a couple of episodes ago. I had a, a, a artist, a writer uh, on the podcast named David Gherkin. And David was a, 
Hollywood writer. He had written mm-hmm. on uh, big TV shows like the West wing and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, and he had worked in DC as a lobbyist, uh, and as a, uh, he was chief of staff for Nancy Pelosi for a long time. And then he oh, came wow. to, and he came to Hollywood to work on West Wing. He's been a writer, but then he just, you know, said, fuck it. It was too, you know, his, his life was, it was too chaotic. It was right. stressful. It was, you know, he was, he was losing sleep and he started meditating and it changed his whole life. Right. And now he's written a book. He's got a book coming out and Amazing. he's full-time advocating for meditation right Incredible. now. And uh, and so I I want to I want to emphasize what you're saying here because I think so many listeners could also benefit. Yes. And mm-hmm. you know, I suffer from d- depression. I've been suffering from depression for years, so it's like just like a true artist. Yeah. Yeah. And no medication I refuse. Good for you. Do any of that stuff and it's been amazing. Like I'm I'm good. I'm in a good place. I feel really good. The hypnosis has helped like tremendously. Even I was having bouts where I couldn't sleep because of so much stress in our lives. Yes. Financial stress. It was taking a hold of me. I I was a mess. Yes. I was like, I got to do something, find something. I found these uh, hypnotherapy meditations, law of attraction, power of positivity, all this stuff. It changed me, like completely changed me, like. In a matter of months, I started doing it like yeah, on a constant. When did you start seeing the results? Like, like after a few weeks or a few days? Uh, after or what a month, yeah, a I month, would say days, that yeah. a month into it, mm-hmm. gosh, everything. Like I feel good. Like even now, I'm like, I'm in a good place. Like mm. it was a mess last year. Now I'm like, you know, and it constantly every now and then it tries to creep in, and I just do like one session. And I'm sure. good. Yeah, yeah. It sets me right back. Yeah. I was like. I've learned how to cope. I've learned how to find things that when something triggers depression or I start to feel a certain way, like yes. you feel oh, it coming on, don't I you? Feel, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I know how to tackle it now. It's right. amazing. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I self-diagnose. I know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't need to, you know. When I worry about a lot of artists who, I mean, kudos to you for yeah. having the the discipline, the self-love, the self-awareness to right. be able to sort of, you know, figure out how to deal with it in a healthy way. Yep. Like I, I, I worry about artists as be mental health yeah. and depression. These are very typical things that artists deal with in many cases, sometimes worse than others, but, right. but I think then they don't always handle them in, in, yeah. in healthy ways. Right. You know? It's important. It's, yeah. Im- it's so important to, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. Everybody has their own belief system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, I mean, incredible. Yeah. Anything that'll keep me away from med- medication, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, you know, well, it works you for some people, but so, yeah, I'm, I can't do it. I, I don't, I don't mean to jump around though, does, but like you, for, forgive the crass, uh, but you're a tough motherfucker. Okay. Because, because when I saw you guys, when I saw you guys perform right. uh, that night at uh, the Sofitel, right. right. Cause you guys just wrapped up your residency at the, at the Hollywood Sofitel, right? right. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, I saw you perform there a few weeks ago, right. a couple months ago, and you were talking about uh, that you had come off like a major back issue. Like your back had been like out. Like oh you said, gosh. you couldn't even get up out of bed like I've the day before. And then moments. like 24 hours later you are literally like killing it on the stage i'm like she she's is a, a tough cookie tough I, have, I can handle pain i have sciatica issues every now and then so Ooh. when it blocks it blocks so Ricky but the show was must like, go on yeah i yeah. was like she's done know. she's done uh, a new year's eve show back in montreal we had four sets to do I had laryngitis. she did not have a voice i had full-on laryngitis i woke up the morning of with laryngitis i was like oh oh <laughs> 
Well, this I don't know we what to do about this. Four sets to do New Year's Eve. Four sets, not and three. What the four. Fuck do you do that? I mean, she tore it up. I don't know how, <laughs> but I got me some ginger and drank the shit out of it. Se- sexy as ever, right? Yo, I drank the shit out of ginger, like coming yeah. out of every pore. Yeah, she's fearless. I was like, whatever, we got this. That's I amazing. Mean, You're such an inspiration. It's yeah, just was, like, holy I, shit. I mean, this one too. I mean, we won't even get into this one. This one's got nine lives over here. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Ricky is, yeah. I think, you know, that we, we, we attracted each other for a reason. We, that's, that's, you know, we're each other's soulmates for a reason. And How did you yeah. guys meet? Ah. <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. That's crazy. Let's hear it. That's funny. So I'm coming out of school. I'm I'm like, He's you know, I was a jazz nerd. I was a jazz nerd in school. Yeah, yeah. I didn't listen to anything else other than classical. <laughs> I listened to hip hop, obviously. Mm. But when it came to performing R and B and stuff, to me that was like, ah, that's beneath. You were a snob. Yeah. Wow, that's I was a jazz snob. Wow. A snob. So, anyways, so I make my way. Hilarious. I make my way. Something I'm just honored he's on the Not Real Art podcast because, I know, you know, right? I mean, I know. many years ago he wouldn't be he on the Not Real Art like, podcast. <laughs> <'cause laughs> I can't. Uh, the funny thing is, is like I'm, I discovered Herbie Hancock. I discovered the Rolls, the Fender Rolls, and I'm discovering all these artists that are playing this thing called the Fender Rolls. Joe Sample. It's D'Angelo. There's all these guys. Mm. I'm like, what is this? Mm. So I make my way into the, you know, R&B live scene in Montreal, and I'm known as Ricky Rhodes because I'm carrying the Rhodes. Everywhere I'm going, like the old keyboard yeah. from the 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I'm making my way into the R&B scene in Montreal. And I keep hearing this name, Desi Delora, Desi Delora. Who is this Desi Delora person? When am I going to meet this Desi Delora? Oh, she's not here. Okay, where is she? She's in Florida doing a Cirque du Soleil residency in Orlando. Oh, okay, cool. So, But I keep hearing this name. And then I'm driving, you know, a bass player in, in Montreal pops in this cassette. Or was it a CD? I can't remember. CD. I hope it was a CD. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was a CD. If it was a cassette, we'd have issues. <laughs> I know. Eight track. <laughs> it was a CD. He pops in a CD and I hear this singer sing My Funny Valentine. I'm like, who's this? And she's carrying the band. I'm like, what? Who is this? That's Desi Laurel. There's this Desi Laurel again. <laughs> Who is that? So anyways, that's my discovery of Desi Laurel. And then she has a break from her Cirque du Soleil show. She comes to Montreal. And I keep hearing, Ricky, this new cat, you got to hear this. He's bad. He's a bad boy. New cat, new kid in town, man. He's tearing He's it up. He's a jazz knob. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Rhodes. Ricky Rhodes. <laughs> so Desi books a show in Montreal. She has, she has that same bass player put the band together. And I'm in the band. So I got to meet her. We, you know. You know, okay. I was involved with someone. She was involved with someone. So, you know, nothing, nothing happened. You're like, oh, okay, cool. She got skills. I love her. You know, whatever. You know, a year later, she comes back. But calculations are being made. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a year later, she comes back and she's playing. She's singing at a club. Now, at the time, I'm with my girlfriend at the time. We go check them out. And I hear her sing Ribbon in the Sky. I was blown away. I was like, "Oh my god!" This, yeah, she's incredible. She was, yeah. I see. Hey. I see it now. You turn to your girlfriend. And you go, "Honey, we need to talk." 
Yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> so that's so that's how we met. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh so, my god, that's so funny. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So when she comes back, that okay. So when the I first heard year. her sing "Ribbon in the Sky," actually, that was the previous year when we. By the way, by the way, Rick, I don't mean yeah. to, does I don't mean to put you on the spot, but could you um, give us a little demo here of uh, oh "Ribbon in the Sky"? Been so long for this night. I pray that a star. Will guide you my way to share with me this special day. There's a ribbon in the sky for our love. You know. That's it. Oh, I got it. By today. the way, she has bronchitis <laughs> right now. I mean, bronchitis. This is like totally on this spot. This is with bronchitis. On a she's dealing morning. with. Oh my god! She's coughing up a storm did on the way did, here. Did I mention what a badass she is? Uh, <laughs> that's she's a trooper. I'm telling you, she's got bronchitis right stop, now. She's been coughing stop, all weekend. Stop, stop. Anyway, so that's where the year yes, after. So anyway, continue. she comes back. She comes back the year after. Yep. She's out of that relationship. I'm out of that relationship. And that's yeah, when we, we start hooking up, and, and it's just go. like instant. It was we start like writing music together immediately. Yeah, we start writing music together. Yeah. She's hanging at my, you know, my parents' basement. We're writing all the time. We're together yeah. all the time. Yeah, to the point where our friends called us Crazy Glue. <laughs> that's why we. That's why our company name, production name, is called Crazy, Crazy Glue, Glue music. music. Okay, fun fact: I did not know yes. that because we're we were always we still are always Brilliant. together. Brilliant. I go to a club. Yo, where's your lady? It's like may we're always rest. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. May, yeah. May he rest in peace, Bobby. Bobby nicknamed us. Oh, Bobby, us. yes, yeah. Bobby. Yeah, he, he came up with us. Crazy Bobby. glue, crazy glue, crazy glue. It's <laughs> motherfucking crazy glue. <laughs> yeah, he's not with us anymore. He's not. No, he passed no. away he passed a couple years ago. A couple of years rest ago. Rest in peace. So it was, and we like, yeah, that's the nicest tribute we could do yeah. for Bobby because I was like. I was like, we have crazy glue music. That's it. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. So it was like everybody. So like, if they'd see, they'd see one without the other. They'd be like, what's your, what, I mean, come on. Where, what happened? Which one's crazy and which one's glue? Me. I, apparently, I'm <laughs> crazy. I, I, think, I, claim glue. I think she's he the glue. Claims, she's yes. crazy. No, I'm glue. No, she's I'm crazy. crazy. Right. I'm crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. It's the All same right. thing. It's the same thing with Parler Social. Who's Parler and who's social? <laughs> I'm social. She's Parler. <laughs> you know, it's funny because. It was immediate. I didn't trust anybody with the music. I was working on music mm. in Florida mm. and was going through a really bad relationship. I dealt with domestic abuse, mental abuse in that relationship. Yeah. So when I came back to Montreal, I was like free. I was like so confident. I was like, I'm not taking no shit from nobody else. Yep. Like full on. Like she had all this original music. Full yeah. force going ahead with my life right now. So I had all this music. I had this song, Dear Mama, about this letter I had been writing to my mother because mm -hmm. she didn't know what was going on in Florida in this relationship. Yeah. And I kept writing. It was, a, it was a song written about a letter that I kept trying to finish off oh, wow, that's and deep. never sent off to her or an email that I never sent off mm -hmm. to her. And this was what Dear Mama was about. Yeah, And so... It was deeply personal stuff. So when I met him, it was like, here you go. I want you to arrange all this stuff. And he's like, for real? I was like, yes. I There's something about you. There's there's just, I know. So this Let's, is before we started going out. This is us like on right. a professional there's level. two artists. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start, so we were spending all our times together, all our time together and, and just creating 
she's getting me all this stuff and it has a whole bunch of you know garage band i don't know not garage band loops but just like loops that she had just put together and but the fact that she had done all this work on her own made my job a lot easier yeah sure and again this is a message to artists keep honing your craft even if it's not at the level that you want it to be honed because you never know right. what could be done with it after mm-hmm. yes so because yes. she was writing all this stuff she was first of all she was able to give me all this stuff to work with and i was able to um get an idea of what her sound was you know what i'm saying there was a lot of soulful influence there was all jazz influence in it so anyways we worked together we created a whole bunch of music, started doing shows around town, mm-hmm. some uh, showcases around town. Montreal Jazz Festival. Montreal, we got Montreal Jazz Festival. Wow, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 2004. 2004. So mm-hmm. a year after we started working together, we got the Montreal Jazz Festival. Much wow. music. We were on if the- that's not a We sign, were on Much Music. Music Plus. So it's, it's, yeah, Canada. Music Plus is like the MTV of Canada. We mm-hmm. were on that, our, a live performance. Wow. Um, an hour live performance. But- um. Um, there's a point I wanted to make. So anyways, yeah. So we released the album in 2005. And if you guys want to go check out that album, it's called The Study of a Woman's Soul. Mm. And the song that Desi's talking about is called Dear Mama. There's another song called My Inspiration that also she yeah. came and I rearranged. And the first song we actually wrote, wrote together was is called When You Need Me. And that actually is a, that was a single back then. Mm. Completely different from what we're doing now. But if you guys want to go check it out. so It's so sure. crazy because last year they almost was so sad. It almost got placed in some show. Remember? Which one? Dear Mama. We just had to make some switches, but almost we were that close. Yeah. Mm. To a big placement with Dear Mama. And it's so funny because it's like from 2004. Yeah. Five. But five. And it could still happen. Yeah. I mean, that's to, to your point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like the, all of this, you know, artists create intellectual property. That's yeah. your, your portfolio. That's yeah. your library. That's your, your database of, of IP yeah. that can be monetized, licensed, yes. you know, exactly. over time. And exactly. people, people still come, you know, will still reach out and be like, that song mm. brings me to tears every single time. Mm. I wasn't talking to my mom and it gave me the courage to actually call my mother and reconnect and patch up our relationship. I was like, you never know the power of music. You never know the power through what you may be putting out. The content is so important. Mm-hmm. Topic, like it's important to dig in. Well, and, and, you, know, I think, and you know, forgive me, uh, you know, my words, not yours, but it sounds like, you know, you were in a place in your life does where you, you had to do this because it was like therapy for mm-hmm. you, whatever, right? Absolutely. Like you were just trying to heal and trying to work through your yes. stuff. Yes. But you were also, as artists do, right, putting yourself in a very vulnerable state, right. opening your heart up, open, right. you know, you were putting yourself out there. Yeah. And, and, and that comes through in the art, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, man. That performance on the Montreal Jazz Festival for Dear Mama was powerful. Yeah, was we powerful. had like, the street was like, it was an outdoor 10, show. We people. had at least 10,000 people. <laughs> Who came and supported us? It was us. intense. That's and amazing. We're there, you know, yeah. in the middle of summer, performing a a ballad, and it was probably the the most powerful part of the mm-hmm. show. And what year again was this? This 2005. is two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. Five. Just five. Five. Four. You're right. Four. four. <laughs> yes. Good yeah. year. Yeah. Two thousand four. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. Wow. It's, yeah. Oh. Wow, man. And you got me confused. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, check out, yeah, it's uh, Desi DeLauro, A Study of a Woman. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, that, that was our first little baby. 
and a lot of growth, you know, and it's so crazy. And the way we came up with this concept, mm. fast forward to Parlor Social, mm. the Neo Ragtime, the Speakeasy Soul, mm. the Swing mm. Influence with mm. the retro futurism. I had grown up on this really cool, you know, music. My parents were avid vinyl collectors. Mm. So grew up with the whole Harlem Renaissance being so important in my house. Mm. Cab Calloway. All this incredible jazz and soul music. And my parents, my mother, she's mm. brilliant because she loves great music. Yeah, I grew up um, in the church singing mm. gospel music. So that was the other influence. Anyways, I learned a lot of jazz. And my mom kept saying, you know, when are you going to do something jazz? You could scat and... You do all this stuff. And I was like, ah, mom, that's, you know, that's for old people. <laughs> so wrong. I'm going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> yeah. Older people listen to that music. I'm not going to do that. What am I, how am I going to use this? This yeah. is not, right. I'm a hip hop child. That's right. my influence. Right. Like, right. no, Neo Soul. That's, that's my school. That's my, you know, and she's like, I'm telling you, you have the voice for it. This is you. This is part of you. You're crazy if you don't take these songs and like, anyways, fast Mom, forward. Mom knows best. Yes, fast forward a few years later and we're sitting there and like Ricky's playing something. I was like, play that again, but play it like in ragtime. Play that again. Do that again. And so he starts playing this thing and that's how we got our very first song. Was it Mysterious or Why You Ragging? It was Mysterious. So we got Mysterious out of that. I was like, Out of a course change, I was playing... I was practicing a, a Schumann classical piece, mm. and it was a really hip chord change that I kept repeating because I was, you know, work practicing that part. Yeah, and that part became the chord change. I said, "Play that in ragtime." He's like, "What?" <laughs> I said, "Play that in ragtime now," and he starts doing it. I was like, "That's it. That's what my mother's been talking about. This is it. Whoa! This is so we it. Were, we this were is our it. first song like that in 15, 20 minutes. And we were like, we are on and that's to what some started craziness. This whole speakeasy soul neo rack time. I was like, this is crazy. Okay. right now. Okay, I have a question. Uh -huh. Okay, and and maybe this goes back to the visualization and the manifestation and all that, right? But like, at what point does Parlor Social, everything that we know, everything that we love about what you guys are doing, like? Like, at what point does Cirque du Soleil do a show based on part hey of the social? Your hey mouth now. to God's ears is so funny. We've actually, actually been talking Cirque about that. Thank you. We've actually been talking about that because we've created already two uh, theater shows now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One in Vegas that we did back in 2014. 14. End of 2014. Going End into of 2014 at the Cosmopolitan. Yep. We created a whole production amazing production phenomenal mm -hmm. production was, we we still get people hitting us up now yeah that are like why why does did, do they not have this show in yeah. vegas yeah. it's so different from anything they, it goes back to old vegas vibes yeah, right totally and we're gonna bring it back we're gonna we're gonna bring it back we actually had battle cat <laughs> DJing oh, on that. It? It yeah, yeah. We had, it was it was it was a phenomenal show. <laughs> because that's what I love about it. Because you get it has so many legs. Part yes. of the social exactly. Broadway show, Vegas show, Cirque exactly. du Soleil show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then last year, the production show in Inglewood. Yeah. We had Ali Leroy, who wrote. Uh, he's a comedy writer mm. for um, Emmy winning comedy writer the for Chris Rock show. Chris Rock oh, show. Sure, yeah. yeah. Everybody hates Chris. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got a new movie coming out also mm -hmm. soon. He's brilliant. Anyways, he's become a, a good friend of ours. 
and um yeah we created a show with we him. did a show but this time we did a different aspect which more script with the music oh, it was like a yeah. broadway-esque musical yeah i yeah, like yeah. to call it musical yeah which musical. was different from the jamboree because the jamboree sure. was full-on musical yeah. full-on entertainment like wow and then this was more of a theater theatrical mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah musical yeah it was funny fun. so anyways yeah to go back to your point yeah it's funny that you bring that up so because Cirque du Soleil because we have actually has an didn't they start some kind of yeah right we're, we're good we're, yeah we're, we're, we're putting about, it out we're there in the universe putting it out there. We're putting it out there yeah it's so funny no, that you said that and yeah. we have we still have a great relationship with Cirque I yeah. mean um, you know Desi's like she's like the well how did you even end up I'm sorry I'm jumping around here Des but I mean like landing the Cirque du Soleil gig I mean <sighs> god damn I okay mean, I'll make this long very Please. long story short sure. When I was in Montreal, really, really young Desi, I had, I was so eager in the business that I'd take whatever, I'd be like jumping on everybody's projects, writing hooks mm. on a lot of French rap groups. Mm -hmm. And they call you the hooker? The hooker. Yes, they did. <laughs> my friends I called price, me. High price. Yes, <laughs> my friends would call me the hooker. So I take like all the gigs, like, like okay, I'm going, you know, all my friends, these amazing like French hip hop artists, I'm gonna lay hooks down for mm. them in English. Mm. Oh, speaking of that, yeah, Desi's on the first uh, francophone rap album, platinum selling rap album Triple in Canada. Triple platinum. Triple platinum. <laughs> she wrote the hook. I on wrote that. the hook. It went number one. I didn't know what was going so on. She already I was made like, his. You know, you know why? You know why? You know why? Because you're the hooker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, and then I got two songs that went number one in huge success one rap group in canada um french canada they were big everywhere so from that i was like okay cool sir so calls me and they're like we need a, a a singer that'll you know like that's uh highly influenced by hip-hop and r&b we'd love to have you in our show i knew nothing about cirque du soleil i was like oh okay <laughs> funny story though Two weeks before I get this phone call, I, a friend of mine calls me. He's like, yo, they're holding auditions for this thing called Rent. <laughs> Can you make it like in two hours? I was like, I'm just running around like shopping downtown. Had like blue overalls on. My afro was out. No makeup. I was like, sure. Where is it? Show up. I get the call back <laughs> for Rent. To be to play Mimi, and everybody in the line was like, "Oh my God, she looks exactly like Mimi." I was like in my head, I was like, "I know nothing about what these people are talking about. I don't know nothing about the rent." Yes, rent. Never heard of it. Never saw it. I'm just here, sang an acapella song. I got my call back. Anyways, I chickened out. I never went back. Interesting. I lost my opportunity on Broadway. Well, what was that about? Why did you chicken out? Just too young or what? What? Too young, uh, too all over the place. Mm -hmm. I was flaky at the time. Scared. Way into shopping. Yes. Way into shopping. Way into shopping. Just like, no, not even. Because my friends were like telling me that I was crazy for doing what I did. But I was like. That's what I'm saying. Peer pressure. They didn't think that it, it was for you. No. My friends thought I was crazy to walk oh, out not, of. For, for not pursuing that okay so anyways two weeks later i get a call for cirque mm -hmm. and i say yes i'm gonna go and i went 
and thought they were going to send me right back home. <laughs> but anyways, I stayed. I did two years there. It was my first major gig um, right out of Montreal. And amazing experience because I needed it mm. for discipline, mm. showing up at a job on time every single day. I got a theatrical experience out of it because yeah. I didn't know what that entailed. Right. It was this monster that I was walking into and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. This is crazy. Mm. This is not my world. I'm from a hip hop world. I tour with hip hop artists. Like, this is crazy. So <clears throat> anyways, it, it, it helped shape everything leading up to what we're doing now. It really did. What a gift. And yeah. I mean, you know, we probably wouldn't be here today if you had taken the rent gig. Correct. I mean, it's possible, right? And probably would have never met Ricky. I would have been a Broadway snob. <laughs> I would have been on Broadway. My life would have been <laughs> that too. <laughs> but my life would have taken a different. Little petty jazz musicians here. Yes, thank you. Yes, I'm on Broadway. I'm on Broadway. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, much love to Broadway people. Yes, we love, 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 love. I love Broadway. Just playing. Yeah. But um, I my life would have taken a very yeah. different course if it if I had chosen that. So I was like, everything, you know, I don't regret anything. Yeah. I'm not that person that's like, oh my gosh, I sit here, regret not. No, there's a reason for everything. Never forward. Yes. Yeah. So just to, to keep moving forward and keep plowing through, you know, well, it'll take us to the next. Well, and I just love the fact that you're like, I don't even, what is this Cirque du Soleil shit? Like, I, I had no, no idea. idea. Like, Being from Montreal, yeah. I had no idea. Oh, it's so funny. I was like, the circus? And oh, and, well, right. But I mean, Cirque du Soleil, right, is, is now certainly and has been for a very long time. Yes. One of those organizations that if you happen to be affiliated with them on any level, mm -hmm. you get this halo effect of, of being a world class professional. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, that, and one, of, one of the things that I love about Cirque du Soleil is that like so many companies out there, whether it's, you know, Tesla or Apple or sonus systems or whatever brand or category you're talking about like truly innovation truly inno innovative truly yeah. disruptive they yeah. took the, they took the circus yeah <laughs> right yeah. this this tired idea of what you know and this is something different let's not let's call it a circus not have animals right right <laughs> you know what i'm saying right yeah. and to us being from montreal because cirque du soleil is from montreal to yep. us it's not yeah it's not a big thing it's just cirque du soleil yeah but, but when when you actually travel mm. on that tour and you see how people view it, and it's like, mm. oh my God, you're Cirque du Soleil? What? It's like, yeah. I think it also depends culturally what you're involved in growing up. Because for me, culturally, that had no, I had no connection to it. So sure. for me, I was like, Cirque, yeah, okay. We, I've heard of it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. what is it? Yeah, I didn't know I've never seen thing. a show. Yeah. I was like, I kept Man. hearing about musicians going out on tour with Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I didn't know what Cirque du Soleil was yeah. until... I met her and she told me what the show was Funny about. Funny thing is that when we set up, when I came back from Florida, we set up our shows. I would bring out people. And the people that casted me and the people that were my creative directors in the shows in mm. Florida, mm. they had grown up. They had gone up in the company now. So they had become like a bigger yeah. uh, they'd taken on a bigger role yeah, sure. in, in Leaders, the company. Leadership roles. So when they saw him in our show mm. when well, we started with our together. original project mm. they were like hmm mm -hmm. we're putting together a new show called delirium that's a rock and roll show this young fella is very promising we're gonna call him up and get him to be band but this leader is what's in the funny show. about us again 
that show, the showcase that we used to we used to do, what was it called? Did we call it a study of a woman's soul? Mm, I believe so. Yes. Okay. So that showcase, even that little showcase, I, the room was literally the stage. The room itself was maybe it was a narrow room. That's it was it was a room on top of it was a venue on top of another major venue. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's called Le Petit Medley uh, mm. in, in Montreal. Mm. And we used to rent that room and put on our own show. And even that had a concept. We had like skits it was, in between. And we, I was talking. It was a story. Yeah. It was, it was basically Desi's story mm. from wherever she was. We didn't say it was she was in Florida, but it was her story in Florida. Yeah. And leading up to basically coming to Montreal and starting a new quote unquote life. And that had a whole concept. And even <laughs> I took this is this is how ghetto I was. I took a I had an idea. I had I took uh this you had a song we had a song called uh coming back coming back the airplane. So I took an airplane <laughs> sample from online, yeah. put it on a CD. Not I burnt it on a brilliant. CD. Yeah. It was like, okay. Yeah. I didn't know anything about sampling. I didn't have computers and all that. <laughs> I put it on a CD. I had my little disc man right beside me. Mm -hmm. And I would start start the sample with the disc man, you know, yeah. right before the song started and stuff like that. And, and just, you know, creating this concept. It, it was beyond just music. It was a theatrical show. Yes, yes. So leading up to Desi's point is, you know, Cirque du Soleil saw this. They mm -hmm. saw the 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 um, transitions and you know them and their transitions yeah, and all songs. that. So they, yeah. I, I guess they this. saw that in me. Ingenuity. They, yeah. They yeah. saw that they saw that in me that, yeah. you know, it was it was more than just a musician playing his instrument. Yeah. It was a, a the whole concept. Yes. Right. And we've always had that. Well, well, always what I, what I love about in you know I didn't see that show. I haven't seen, I yeah. really have only known you guys a couple of years. I've known the yeah. parlor, parlor social yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, world yeah. you've created, but, but what I, what I'm hearing and what I appreciate about parlor social as well. But I think what I'm hearing is that it kind of carries through all these other things. It's like you guys create worlds, right? Like you're storytellers, but, yeah. but each show or each, each project, you're yeah. like, you're, you're, you're working hard to create an experience, a world for your audience yeah. that transcends a, a a great song or whatever because it's it, it is a it is a concept it's you know yeah. And, yeah. and i think yeah. that that's really um says a lot again going back to you know being an artist artist yeah yeah it's it's a matter of creating uh creating a story mm. creating creating um creating um i like to say when when people come to your show make them feel like they're coming into your home yeah and you're 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 telling them a story you're they're coming into your environment mm-hmm and make them feel like they're part of it part of it you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying they're part of the experience and that's what we try to do yeah it's even it has from to be then an experience. to now every single aspect of everything that we've done including the production show the jamboree was very like interactive yeah we've always had this like it's important mm. for me i need to see people i need to like mm. you know that yeah. that connection is so important to me and like m more and more we go, I, I, you know, it's something that I really um, pride myself on, on, you know, I got it, you know, even if it's far playboy jazz festival, you know, like you connect, connect with people. Yeah, girl, connect, and you, connect, and connect, you connect, know connect. how to connect with and your I, audience. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I pride happen. myself. Like I, I need that. Like, yeah. 
we gotta i gotta make sure you're having a good time yeah whatever's going on i gotta make sure that you're we're getting our point across yes. whatever it is if it's sad i want you to feel sad i well, want you if, to feel something it, from it and if people can't connect to the vibe you guys create i mean you know there there's something seriously wrong <laughs> with that person because i mean the energy is infectious yeah we've yeah. we've had the toughest you know people at our show and i'd say in more recent times it's been it's been good mm-hmm. you know reaction has been great and yeah you know and now we're at the point where it's like i feel good so the music's gotta mm. make people feel good mm. you want to have a good time come on out and have a good time we'll make you like let go of the shit you're going through yes like or all this crappy news on tv or like all this stuff going on all this heavy stuff like come on out it's an escape yes and take a break from all this crap and just let down your garden have fun we're here to have fun yeah nothing no no deep soul searching and stuff let's just have fun yeah so (laughs) yeah yeah it's been good it's been good so booking the tour I know you. You know you've got the dates. Some some cities and some dates. I have to yeah. ask. What about New Orleans? I mean, this you got to play New Orleans. Oh, man, here. we're pushing. That's putting it out mani- there. We're putting a lot we're of stuff out there. That. I okay. can't wait till we book a show in New Orleans. Yeah. New I mean, Orleans, DC. Those are all markets that we. Yeah. That I really want to They're gonna love this. It's just a matter of Tipatinas, especially. It's also a matter of you know we're paying for this all yeah. ourselves. Yeah. So it's kind of hard when you're struggling. You know, you're trying to pay rent and. Mm-hmm. doing stuff that requires spending more money in, but you know but you're not i mean but this is an investment in it yourself it is this is it an is. investment yes. in your yeah. brand in your company yes. you're self-funding your company oh, definitely yes, yeah that's, that's why what i don't you're doing that's why i don't feel no ways about yeah. losing money uh you know when you know that you're doing something that it's an investment like that's like you right. said so it's it's gonna happen so we're we're hoping 2020 is going to be that year where yeah. we're going to be playing new orleans and dc and all these everybody talks about new orleans like yeah we know yeah and it's just a matter of time it's it's, so it's, it's like, my favorite city yeah you know saints but, i'm a saints fan yeah 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 for sure yeah for sure man well you know and by the way before i forget mm-hmm. i want to thank you guys for bringing the love to our conference on March 16th. Oh, man. We had such that was an a amazing great, day. Amazing vibes. We met so many incredible artists at yeah. that, that that event. Thank you for having us oh. on there because it was very so amazing. It was fun to be part of it. And inspiring for us too. Yeah. In a different aspect of art, but it's art and creativity and that fed our souls. So and we made like, a lot of connection with people, with artists out there that hopefully, you know, will we'll find an opportunity to work with yeah. them, you know, you know, some, you know, if we want to do like some cover art. art for something, we're still in touch music. with them. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, love it. Thank mm. you for putting that together. Yeah. Cause I know, you know, it's, it was not easy. The panels <laughs> are incredible. Together. The panels were incredible, very enlightening, very interesting because you're looking at it in one. Okay. This is for painters, sculptors, not only, it's for everybody that's yeah. in the entertainment that's right. world, the art world, like a lot of stuff that helped me in terms of how to go about certain things. It was it was very enlightening. Yeah, so thank awesome. you. We appreciate that so well, much. Thank you. And yeah, no, it was it was for me a special day too. I mean, it was 
such a, you know, when you, when you, as you guys know, right. I mean, we're all artists when you have a vision for something and then you, and you manifest it and you make it real, it's your, you know, it's your love child. It's your, you know, and, and you just want to share with people and, you know, maybe somebody shows up, maybe nobody shows up. (laughs) We, we got lucky. We had a, you know, we had had a good turnout. And there was people who flew in from all over the place. I was talking to some of them, some of them, one guy flew in all the way from Denver. Um, Another one flew in, I think she said from San Diego. Like it was really nice to see. It wasn't mm-hmm. just LA. It was I people was, who flew in. I, it blew me away. Yeah, it blew no, me away. I was super proud of you because it was your first installment. It was incredible. Like that, you should be really proud of yourself. Yeah. Thank you for Thank that you. achievement because it was successful. It was it was amazing. Thank you. It was it it, it was mm-hmm. it was you know. And I don't I say that humbly. You right. know what I mean? Like right. you know because for me the 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 proof was just afterwards you know people saying thank you people saying do this again people saying i learned something people saying i met some great people you know um i'm so i'm so grateful to hear that you guys met great people that you might collaborate with i was talking to some artists the other day who said they had hooked up with some artists and they're doing a project and amazing you know so it was uh but that vibe that energy that love that you yeah. guys brought mm-hmm. just added a whole nother dimension Thank awesome you. we you can know, sense that people really enjoyed it so able to contribute to that fun. day and so you know part of the reason i bring this up is because of course we're planning yeah. our next conference yeah. in uh 2020 yeah and if i remember correctly uh that date is uh march 20th it's a, that Saturday, whatever that is. Yeah. And I wanted to share some news with you guys because we're going to have it at that same venue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. That was a great venue. It was a really cool venue. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you know, when, when I, and I have to laugh too, because when I think about all the pain and suffering, blood, sweat, and tears right. that went into finding the venue, right. Uh, because that was like the, I don't know, 12th venue we looked at oh or whatever. Gosh. And it was just also one of those venues that I thought like okay like it meets all the criteria that i want but like how is it going to resonate with the people and so many folks that had like born and raised in la had never even been in there they were like holy this is amazing how did you find this you know it was just like it really worked you know what i mean it it, people really dug it and so one of the good news so we're going to do it again there next year amazing so happy to hear that and as you recall like last year what we did where this year what we did was we did it we started saturday morning and all we went all day Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like what we're going to be able to do, and this isn't final, final, but it's pretty looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. That we're going to kick off the event Friday night. Nice. Nice. At that yes. venue. Yeah. See where I'm going with yeah. this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then Saturday morning we do all the the sessions and the talks and the learning, the educational stuff, like during Saturday. Right. Yeah. But I was thinking, well, a I wanted to invite you guys to come back next conference to do what we did again yeah let's kick it up a notch let's raise it up a level Uh, maybe we do a like full-on performance friday night oh Oh, yeah yes yeah that's fun i love that that. yes you know yes 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 yes, we can we can you know we can let it marinate and just like let it thing and let things sort out we've got the venue it's booked right and this is the book nice yeah we got a book and it's but a it, historical venue that it's that always a hundred year yeah. old building. Yeah, That's amazing. It, the venue, the, the 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 vibe of the place is perfect for part of social. Right, we'd love to. You know what I mean? So and your whole crew, to. the whole team was very amazing. you know efficient. Everyone was mad cool. Yeah, the sound guys were incredible. They yeah. were really. Yeah. yeah, everybody was amazing. Thank you. We'd yeah. love to. Yes, let's, keep us in the loop. Let's keep talking. Yeah, because I mean, well, here's the thing, and I only say if and let you sort of let's you know take one step at a time here because mm-hmm. you guys are embarking on a world tour i mean hell you know, who knows where you're going to be uh in march right. of next year 
But I will. That will definitely make it a point. Yeah. 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 To were, to to mark this yeah. in our calendar and and make it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be even, amazing. Because even the Madonna stuff is over before then, so it's it's good. This yeah. is well, good. Because it would be it would be my goal, personal goal, full disclosure, is for us to have figure out what we can do in the right. next over the next few weeks because I want to start selling tickets you know later the summer early fall like you know early yeah, bird yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of right, stuff right. so I, when i launch it i want to make sure that we're you know yeah, promoting part of social. yeah yeah, yeah. That's all right amazing let's, let's, let's do it that's incredible yeah. yes yeah. we're so happy for yeah, you it was so it was so great when you start adding you extra days that's it's a good sign. Well, yeah, yeah because a lot of them come the, the day before. They're right. out of town for Yes, They come right. the day before, that's so right. you might as well give them something to do. Mm-hmm. That's right. They can and meet and greet, mingle, and yep. all of that. Yep. You know, wine tasting or whatever, however yep. you want to do it. But at least yep. they got something to do that night. Have 100%. something to see. Something and and, to, and to, to Desi's point earlier, I mean, the conference is for creators of intellectual property. Yeah. Right? Tends usually artists, designers, creators, musicians, like that's, you know, and so having a multidimensional kind of conference. So yeah. It's not mm-hmm. just about the visual arts, but the performing arts and then bringing that musical element that you guys bring and everything else. Like you're creating that kind of, you know, kind of a unique experience. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So we just, you know, we want to do it again and we want to grow. But that venue, I mean, when you look at so many of the venue, we got, I don't mind saying it was like four grand for two days. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, because right? we, I mean, we've done research on certain venues and it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's great. That's crazy. And so what, and that, and that was the insight because see, last year what we did was we set up on Friday. Right. And then we were there all day on, on exactly. Saturday. Exactly. But by Friday evening, we were done. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we might as well, might as well do something, do Friday something night. out of it. Yeah. That's incredible. That really is. Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. That I is really, really good deal. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Because well, I was well, like, yeah, we've we've shopped around certain venues and it's 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 intense, crazy, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> just what you don't get for, for, yeah. for, for a lot of money. Yes, it's L.A. man. I was like, man, especially downtown. You don't even want to touch downtown. <sighs> it's like it's yeah. What down? I mean, when I moved to L.A. in '01, downtown at night was like you did not oh, go yeah. downtown. Yeah. Yeah, and there was well, nothing to do. Even Hollywood, like, I've heard stories like even around the CNN Tower. Yeah, right. The CNN Sketchy. building. Yeah, Sketchy. I have a friend that was he was part of the the, the whole nine eleven team. Oh wow! And he was working at CNN, so he had just moved here, and he said it all the time. Sunset was not yeah a place where you would go and hang. Yeah, no, it was. It did not look like this. No, Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset, Mm-mm. none of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LA is crazy. I mean, what's happened? You know, and uh, and now we got the Olympics coming back. Woo! We got you FIFA know what's World happening Cup coming back. New York City's too expensive. That's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, right. So people, there's an influx of New Yorkers moving in. So they're like, let's keep building. Let's keep yeah. Putting We're stuff. just looking at the uh, the sky the skyline downtown, and it's we, changing. You no, know, coming yeah. from Inglewood, we always see the, yeah. the skyline. Mm-hmm. You see all those cranes and all these yeah. everywhere. All these wait, yeah. when was this build this building I sky? Uh, yeah skyscraper built it's yeah. like you're looking at his stuff is keep popping building. up yeah. i know it's crazy well what's ha- i mean you you guys being from montreal i have to say um i love montreal i've only i've only been there once yeah. but god damn did i love that city that's a great city. such a sexy yeah. city it man is, like that is. place is like amazing 
what's happening in Montreal? Do you guys get back much? And well, we haven't been in last year and a half. Yeah, um, we're so back. we're finally going. This actually, we're going this weekend. Oh, mm-hmm. nice! Um, before I wanted to make it a point to strictly see family, st- yeah, just family, to see family. family I have a new good. nephew. I still haven't met yet. Yeah. yeah. So we're going. Yeah, going to hang out in Montreal and Jazz Fest is starting next weekend. Mm-hmm. So we we actually have a couple of friends that are going to be performing in Montreal. So I'm performing. So yeah, and Des is doing Ricky. a show. So he, yeah, he leaves. He's uh, he starts rehearsals in New York with Madonna, Madonna and I am yeah. going to perform in Montreal. And friends were like, "You're crazy! You can't come in book anything jazz festival weekend and on the side." Because everything is packed. everything's everything packed. Is booked. I packed. booked it. Got musicians. <laughs> I got a hundred people you know, already that are interested in the gig. I you know like, why? Yes. You know why? Because you're a badass motherfucker. <laughs> that's why. <right. laughs> he was like, "What?" I was like, "Yep." That's happening. I just wanted to play with my friends. I wanted to get home and just do yeah. something. I was like, Ricky's gone. And I feel like, okay, let me just set something up just for fun. We're just going to keep it loosely based yeah. off the soulful jazz burns that we do. I was like, it's going to be called Soulful Jazz Vibes Montreal Edition. Love it. Apart from the Montreal Jazz Festival, set up shop like at this spot in old Montreal. And I was like, just for family and friends and people that I haven't seen in a long time that have been bugging us to, to Did play. Did you book the venue? Is it Yeah, it's booked. It's confirmed. Do you want to announce it? It's at the Rosewood on July 6th, 9.30 p.m. There you go. So come on out for Soulful You hear that, Montreal? Get out there. Uh, Montreal edition. So I'm really excited about it. Is it you know, we, we the same vibes that we do at, at Middle Bar that mm, we've been doing mm. at Middle Bar, that's the same kind of mm. concept that I want to keep. So can it. you can you share this so for our listeners, for our non English speaking listeners who only understand French, can yes. you um please uh, promote this uh, so that they understand what's going on? Bon je vais être à Montréal le 6 juillet à, et je joue à Rosewood à 9h30 et puis c'est 10 dollars. Très cheap durant le festival de jazz, mais c'est à part de, du festival. C'est moi-même, Desi Delore on Friends. That's it. C'est tout. Merci. <laughs> Merci. Can I have a poutine, please? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> poutine, indeed. <laughs> Love me a good poutine. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah. Guys, this has been just fantastic. Thank you for Thanks having us. Thanks for having us. us. Oh, oh, I'm so uh, stoked. Yeah, wow. we're excited too. A yeah. lot of stuff coming. I know. And I really enjoy your podcast. I really oh, enjoy thank them. You. Yeah, yes, thank keep you. Thank you. We Thank listen you, all the time. Oh, yeah. that's super sweet. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just know I'm having fun. We love it. It's oh. so interesting. It's but now so... you're an official podcaster. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that early on in the in the uh, in the show in the early episodes, I you know we joke. It's like you know the last thing I want to be in my life is a professional podcaster. But the thing is, it's so easy with you because it's conversational. It's interesting. Yeah. It's a, you're already such an interesting person. It's like. We're having a conversation. We're just kicking it. Thank you. you. Know? That's why I like That's hanging out with you because we over these conversations. What we just did now. Happen all this the time. is what happens when right. Sardo and I meet up and we just go for like you know lunch or whatever right. or whatever. We just kick it and just talk. Right. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just yeah. amazing. It's a it's a gift. We love hanging out, don't we? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, last yeah. time we were together, he took me to this killer jazz club out by LAX. Who even knew? Oh, oh right. right. I went to see. We went to see uh, Ben Shep. Oh. He's, at uh, Sam's first. Ben is a beast. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's a good show to catch. That, yeah. that would have been the show. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was sick. And then uh old boy's son was there. Um Oh yeah. 
Stanley, Stanley Clark. Clark. Stanley Clark. Yeah. Stanley Clark. Okay, so, so he has this. a story about yeah, Stanley yeah, so Clark. Yeah, yeah, so get this. I'll tell you the story, okay? <laughs> okay. So check this out, right? So so I come from a musical family too, right? right. So uh, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, my mom, my sister are amazing singers. My sister's a professional gospel singer. Oh wow! Uh, I cannot see sing. that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister's voice is if if you could imagine a hybrid between uh, Whitney Houston and Barbara Streisand. Oh my god! Nice. Like that's my that's sister. That's an right? insane. Just, so she's hybrid. amazing, right? So who is she I with a specific? Sing. A choir is it? Well, she... it's her and her husband. Um, well, they've toured all over. They have albums, whatever. They Who work is with it? choirs. Uh, David and Nicole Binion, B I N I O N. Oh, I'm gonna take and that out. Uh, Nicole Binion, and uh, they have a church now, actually in Dallas that they've started. So they're building that. Wow. And uh, so, so coming from a musical family, right. And I, I had to work for my chops. Okay, so um, you know, my <laughs> sister was sort of born right. with it, you know. Yeah. But I played alto saxophone nice. uh, at a pretty high level for a long time, studying you know this? jazz and classical music. And uh, up until I was about 20, and I got burned out. And uh, so in high school, we had a jazz band in high school, the high school jazz band. And, right. you know, we had, it was an amazing program. Tom Harrell right. came and played with us and did clinics. And, nice. you know, like we would have like different people come in. Yeah. Well, anyway, my buddy Steve, who was the guitarist, my buddy Bob, who was the bassist, and myself, we go check out Stanley Clark, who's playing at this local venue. Like this is 1986, 87, right? And of course, you know, we being the three knuckleheads that we were, of course, after the show, we snuck in backstage, right? Because we wanted to meet Stanley. Right. Well, Stanley was so cool, man. He like, he hung, he let us hang. Amazing. Like we meet him. Like awesome. he's like, you know, he's just like, who are these kids? You know, these, these white guys from, you know, like this local town, you know, jazz, you know, they, they came to my show. Like it's incredible. So I have photos. I have photos with me and Steve and Bob with Stanley and a couple wow. of his players and stuff Amazing. from this backstage, you know, uh, venue in 1987. Cut to you and I the other night right. at the gig uh, near LAX and Stanley's son is there. So I get to tell him the story. And he's just, I said, just do me a favor. Tell your dad, thank you for like being so cool to like three punk kids Amazing. who snuck backstage at his gig in Maryville, Indiana in 19, you know, 86. That's you know? incredible. Yeah, it, was, it was a really beautiful That's crazy. thing. Yeah. Is, is it, does his son play anything? Yeah, he's, a, he, uh, he's a rapper. I right. Remember we met Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super sweet guy. Looks just like his dad too. Yeah, he does. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. LA. Well, so as we wrap up, Unfortunately, all good things come to an end. Yes. This has been a beautiful day. Yes. What Thank a great Monday morning. By the way, one of the best Monday mornings I know. I've ever had. So amazing. So serene. And this conversation is amazing. So where can our listeners, we want to we want to obviously do all of the social stuff. We want to yeah. make sure all our listeners have a recap on all the calls yeah. to action. Yeah. So all of our social media handles are at Parlor Social. Mm-hmm. P-A-R-L-O-R Social altogether. And uh, we have music on Spotify and all the uh, major platforms mm-hmm. and uh, our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, Lower Pajo, L-A-U-R-O-P-A-G-E-O-T. Mm-hmm. And we have new music coming out. And like I said, we're about to embark on a tour, probably a social tour. Mm-hmm. While I'm on the road with Madonna, we're, we're, we're you know, on some of, you know, off nights. Mm-hmm. If you want more in-depth, some shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more in-depth info parlorsocial.com sign up to our newsletter great yeah okay. we so send get out all the deets that yeah. way yeah. yeah okay 
Yeah. Um, anything else that we're missing? Um, and that newsletter is really important because it sounds like, I mean, this is a, things are in constant yeah. flux. Yes. Yeah. And you may miss shows, something on you know, social media. Right. So a lot just of people to make get sure. a breakdown of everything that's going on. Yeah. And we don't like to harass people too yeah, much. Right. We send them out periodically. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's good. So yeah, sign up to our newsletter. Um, you can sign up from our website, prolosocial.com. And yeah, hep hep. Yep, hep, 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 thank hep, you so hep. much for oh having gosh. us. Well, Sourdough killing it on the podcast. Yeah. Well, killing it. Well, as long as I'm hanging out with uh, people like you, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a good day. We appreciate you, you taking gonna, the time to have us today. Well, we I appreciate you taking day. the time to be on the show yeah. today. And we wish you nothing but success and health and wealth. Thank you. Yes. Uh, moving forward in life this year, 2020, we have manifested so many right things. Now. It's great. I mean, we're going to be getting a booking agent out of this. We're going to be, yeah. you know, booking so New Orleans. We're going to be. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's yeah. just it's a happened. matter of time. That's right. I'm really excited. It's an endurance sport. Yes. That's the thing. Like, you know, I think a lot of times, I mean, we live in a time where, you know, we have, it's a crisis of, of un- unrealistic expectations right. about how long these things yeah. take. Yeah. It's an endurance sport. Yep. Yeah. You know? Nothing worthwhile uh, happens overnight survival of the fittest right that's it survival of the fittest yep. it's not a marathon it's a marathon it's that's not right. a sprint that's right, right. that's right. right pace yourself manage your energy mm-hmm. you know? yeah hey we love you guys thank you do promise me that you'll come back of and course. and oh, yeah. get off the road and regale us with uh with the stories. adventures <laughs> and the stories november we'll we'll harass you in november I ricky comes back chicago. for a while yeah well, i'll see oh, you yeah, in, chicago. See you in I'm, chicago. chicago i'm gonna i'm manifesting that right now I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. as soon as we get done here i'm calling the boss aka my wife <laughs> and uh telling her what's up yeah yes Nice. So, all yeah, right, guys. Thank you for having us. Be well. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Cheers. Peace out. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode and share it with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please be sure to press subscribe and follow us on IG at Not Real Art Official. We appreciate the support. Sourdough out. <laughs>